Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to touch on working on the business and working in the business. The designers that I see that have the most success are working on the business. They put some time aside each week to work on their marketing and their lead generation. And for me, it is one of the most important things you can do. You need to be selling in some way every single day. And if you don't have leads coming into your business and you haven't got a steady stream of clients, then you're not marketing or lead generating enough. So how do we go about doing that? Come in to the membership. We have Membership Plus and we also have the standard membership that you can join and learn how to get more leads, learn how to market better and learn how to drive more dollars into your business. The link for the membership will be in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Interiors Insider, a podcast for the interior design industry. I'm going to pull back the curtain on the business of interior design. I'm going to share with you what's worked and what hasn't worked in my own business and those I've worked with along the way. Join me each week where I hope to inspire you to take action and follow your dream just like I did. With action, I believe your success is inevitable. I'm Kylie Tyrrell. I'm your host. Let's go backstage. Episode eight today. So isn't that going very quickly? So I'm talking today about a checklist that I think everyone needs to put in place if you're going to start an interior design business. And if you already started your business, I want you just to go through this checklist as well and just make sure that you're ticked all of the boxes to make sure that you're trading correctly and that you've got everything in place that you need to run a successful business. Because we all know running an interior design business isn't easy. So let's just start there for a moment. There are moments when things are very confusing and we make mistakes along the way, definitely, and that's fine because that's how we learn. And really, it can be quite expensive starting an interior design business. So Although it's not one of the most expensive setup costs, it can still be, depending on how you go about it, it can still cost you and probably should cost you some money to set your business up. So here's a quick checklist of the basics that I think you should have in place for your interior design business. Some of these are like really quick tick the box things to do and others will be more expensive and take time. Okay, and that's okay. But these are what I believe you need in place to start and also to have a successful business. So first off, we want to workshop your business ideas. So what do you want to do within the industry? How do you want to work? What type of design service do you want to offer? Do you want to do full service? Do you want to do kitchens? Do you want to renovate? Do you want to do new builds? Do you want to style for sale? Do you want to style to live? I think all of those, do you want to do editorial styling, um, magazine work? All of those things need to come in place before you set your business up because the structure of the business and putting everything else in place is going to be determined what services you offer, okay? And the other thing to think about here is who your ideal client is. So once you decide what you're going to be offering, decide who your client is, okay? 
Now, this can shift and change over time, and that is totally fine also, but you need to start by targeting someone. So think about who your ideal client is, think about where where they're hanging out, what they're doing, and is it a viable option for you? Is your target audience a profitable or a money-making business? Because we don't want to target someone that's never going to pay. So for instance, a DIYer is not going to pay for interior design services, for instance, or not usually likely to pay because they, they like to do it themselves and they're obviously into saving money and they're quite handy. So the client we want to think about is someone who's time poor, someone who doesn't have any idea on how to pull a room together or any idea about what to do, is not creative at all and just really appreciates and needs our help. So that's the first thing I want you to do is workshop your business idea. Think about who is the client that you're attracting and what service are you offering. Number two is get an ABN number. And you need to get an ABN number. It's free to apply through the Australian Business Register website. You also could apply for GST. Now, you need to be earning more than $75,000 before you need to apply for GST, but you can also do it prior to that as well. But of course, consult your accountant or your legal obligations for that. But that's you need to actually register the business name. And I would also suggest, which we might get to in a little bit later, is also setting up a separate bank account for your business. Number three is what is the business structure? Will there be partners? Are you a sole trader? Are you a company? And again, your accountant can help you do this. So each of these ways has tax implications. So it's really good from the get-go to sort out how you're going to structure your business and how you're going to trade. Number four is what is your business name? So I love to workshop this. For me, when I did Interiors Insider and also Gold Chalk, Gold Chalk just became a really well-known brand. And I guess the reason for that was is that, you know, I just workshopped that on a bit of paper one afternoon and I wrote down a whole lot of words and I don't know, it just stuck. And I just knew that there wasn't a piece of chalk that was gold and it was a little bit different. It was a little bit out of the box. And that's really what my brand was all about. I was a little bit different and a little bit out of the box. So think about workshop a name, play around with it. You can be your own personal name. It can be an acronym of your name. It can be your initials, but just think about it as you would end. So try and think about it. If you pivoted your business, would it still be applicable? If you were trading five years down the track, do you think that it would still be something that would be on trend or still quite a great name for an interior design business? So make sure you register it. And just go and do a Google search and make sure that there's not another name similar. I also love to go and once I've decided on the name or I've got a short list of maybe five, I like to go through the the social media channels then and just check off and see whether any of the names are taken or whether I can actually get the name. So you want to be able to get the name for your website, obviously the social handles, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all of those. So there's lots of things to consider in the background. And then you want to just check that you've got the domain handle as well, that you can get that. Number five is 
funding, you are going to need to have some money to set up your business. So this isn't a business that you can do on no funds. Gone are the days, and I say this in a number of other episodes that we do, you'll probably hear it quite often from me. Gone are the days where you can slap together a DIY logo and put yourself out there and start taking clients without having some sort of marketing and branding plan. So you need to have a plan and you need to invest in yourself. This is a business. You're expecting this business to give you money back and to give you an income, then you're going to need to make sure that you're investing into it. So that's number five, making sure that you've got some funding that you're either putting away. And then also as you're getting clients, you can make your everything to do with your business, reinvest back into the business to make it better. But you're going to need some cash to start off with. So the next thing that I think we need to really check off as as I just mentioned is branding. And if you can, I mean, we have Canva these days, which is absolutely amazing. I would always invest in the, the Canva Pro because I don't, we want to make your branding bespoke. We want to make it different. We don't want to use images that everyone sees on Canva. We want to have a really distinct look and we want to have an elevated look. So I think when you're starting, if you can invest in a branding person to help you, to give you your identity, your colors, your fonts, to use like a brand package, I think it really helps elevate you quickly and gets you into the market very quickly. So think about your branding. Your branding is there to attract the client that you want. So hence why I said back in number one, we really want to know who our client is. We want to have a very clear plan on that because everything we do will be targeted back to who our client is. So if I'm a colorful brand, as was Gold Chalk, then I'm not going to put in a boho branding look or a coastal looking brand. So be very aware of who you're trying to attract and make sure that your branding and all of your copy is talking to that person. And then, you know, from there, once you get your branding done, you can then go ahead and create your socials from there. You can then go and do your website. So it just gives you the opportunity to make sure that you're coming across on a consistent basis and that you start to become recognizable in the industry. And we really want to stand out from Sally down the road. We want to be different to her, Sally, the designer down the road. We want to make sure that our brand is really focuses about who we are and what we offer. And really, identifies our personality in some ways. Our branding has become so important, you know, in our personal branding as well and the way we go to market. People want to know more about you than just your business these days too. You've become, they want to know what you wear, you know, what do you do in your free time. They want to know some behind the scenes things. So think about that all as a bigger package and what you're delivering to your clients. Insurance. I know this is something that even to this day, a lot of designers still don't have insurance and they can be working in the industry for five, 10 years and have still not actually invested in insurance. So as a basic, basic fundamental, you will need public liability insurance and professional indemnity insurance. 
There's lots of people out there, lots of brokers. You can also ring some of the insurance companies and speak to them about this. But, you know, if you're going into a house, you really need to make sure that you're covered for anything that goes wrong. So this is to protect you and also protect your family. So that's a really important thing. I would not start working without being insured. The other thing that you will need to do is to have either a bookkeeper in place or somewhere, as I said earlier, a separate bank account, but you need to be sure that you are tracking what you are getting in, in terms of money, how that's coming in. So I like to track mine by by what service I offer so I can see which service offering is delivering me more money and also more profit. And you also need to be tracking your expenses. So it pays to be sorted, have the end in mind here, have it sorted from the start and really don't put your head in the sand and not look at your financials. Your financials will help drive your business and really keep you in business, go forward. So make sure you get a a bookkeeper, make sure you've got an accounting system, either Xero or Myob. I use Myob so that you know what to do and yeah, you've got that in place from day one. Today's show is brought to you by our major sponsor, TM Solicitor. Tracy is a trusted partner of Interiors Insider. She partners with you to navigate your legal obligations and protect you and your business as you grow. So, so important before we even start our businesses and reaching out to clients that we are protected. You can find Tracy at TM Solicitor on the gram or tmsolicitor.com.au. Suppliers and contractors. So it's great here that you start building relationships with suppliers and contractors. And by that, I mean the importance here and the thing that I see with a business that grows beyond 12 months is the relationships they build. So don't be afraid to network and to get out there and to talk to suppliers, go and visit tile galleries and Just really get out there and understand the product and understand the suppliers and start building relationships with them. And, you know, if you're working with trades, start getting your trade list built. That might be by networking through your local Facebook group that you might be able to find some great trades. You might even find some great trades through the network of your sporting clubs or your schools that you're involved with. But really start building a trusted uh, network that you can, you know, the relationships you build will last you and keep you in good stead as you move forward. Another point checklist that you need to get off is your marketing. So if you can't market your business, it doesn't matter how good of a designer you are, how talented you are. If you don't market yourself, then you will not have a business. And I see this so often where people are afraid to turn up, they're afraid to show up, They don't want to get on stories. They don't want to show their face. It mind boggles me even to this day where I see designers, I go into their Instagram account, I cannot see a picture of them on their feed and I scroll right down and I cannot see their name and I cannot see how to contact them. And it's amazing. I'm just like those basic fundamentals that you need to have in place because if I can't find them, How on earth is anyone going to reach out to you to work with you? So you need to make sure that you are constantly marketing yourself, showing up, showing your face, talking to camera, 
even when you don't feel like it, you need to be doing it because this is what helps your business to grow, particularly in the early days. And when you're busy, like I, often I will see designers who will slacken off when their businesses get busy with their marketing only to go through a trough in six months time. So just remember your marketing, there's a lag there. You're not going to market and get clients straight away. It takes time for those people to come to fruition. So never forget to market, have a strategy, network, social media, everything like that is so important and allocate time for it even when you do get busy. The other thing to think about is where you're going to set up your office. Are you going to be working from home? At the very least, you need to make sure that you've got your, obviously your phone and your laptop. I've just started using Remarkable, the pad. I love to do that as a a to-do list. I think that they are amazing and I jot down notes with that. I will take that to clients with me. If I go and see clients, I will take them. I'll do one-on-ones with those. And it's just a really easy way to take notes for me on the go without having a 100 notepads all over my desk. So yeah, are you going to be working out of a studio? Is that a dream for you to start in your office at home and then move towards a studio? So make sure that you again, have that end in mind and just think about where am I going to be working? What does my backdrop look like when I'm on Zoom? How am I looking to my clients? How am I showing up professionally to make sure that I'm attracting and keeping those clients that I want? The next thing we're going to need to tick off the box is your process. And speaking to Luann Nigara, processes and systems are what keeps designers in business. It also is what can scale your business. So most of us are single owner business holders. So we're working for ourselves and there will come a time where we will get so busy that there will only be so many jobs that we can handle at once. And the only way to scale is to have the systems and processes in place. So when I talk about systems and processes, I'm talking about how will you manage your clients? What software do you need? to actually manage those clients? How are you going to produce your work? How are you going to invoice your clients? Once they onboard, what's your onboarding system? What's your offboarding system? Okay, so how do you sequence your clients through the process of working with you? And this is something we cover in depth in Interiors Insider and something that's so, so important for you to scale and to stay in business because it's all about, at the end of the day, the client experience. So the better the experience the client has with you, the more likely they are to recommend you. And lastly, make sure you have a contract in place to work with clients. Whatever this is, you will need to decide how you're working with clients first before you can get one drawn up. So make sure that you have some sort of, you're working with a lawyer or a solicitor. Obviously, you know here and you'll hear about more about her. We work with TM Solicitor, that's Tracy. You can find her on Instagram, but make sure you are working and you have got your legals in place because there, these days there are just so many things that can go wrong. And to be honest, by working with a solicitor and having a contract in place, it actually shows that you're professional. So earlier on, I said it's going to cost you money to set up. This is one of the bigger costs that are are involved in the setup cost, but one of the things that you absolutely must do. Okay. So work with Tracy, 
find out what how you're going to charge clients, what the processes are. Think about the actual the go to woe of working with a client and what the, how you will step them through your processes, how you'll be charging, and what you actually need to cover on your contract. So that's my new business and in business checklist. They're the fundamentals you need to have. Some of those can sound quite overwhelming, I know, and you don't have to do this alone. If it does feel overwhelming, then please check out Interiors Insider. You can come into the program and learn and I step you through each of these and we actually give you the resources on where to go and how to set this up for yourself. And lastly, I just want to finish by saying that running an interior design business takes more than just being talented at what you do. It really takes a lot of work behind the scenes and it's the back end that you have to get right to be a successful designer. And you can start off by being really creative and you'll get by for a little bit. But if you don't set up the back end of your business, you actually won't last in the industry. So please, please take that into account if you're thinking of starting. If you've started and you're listening to this and you haven't got some of those in place, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to direct you and help you get them in place and make sure, please, that you are legally protected and that you've got your insurance and your contract as a bare minimum to start with. Okay, until next week, thanks for listening in today. I hope you got something out of that. If you want to catch up or if you would like to offer a question that you'd like me to explore on a future episode, please drop into my DMs. I'm more than happy to do that. And you can do that anonymously or you can give your business a shout out totally up to you. But if you've got something that you'd like me to explore or chat about on a future episode, please send me a DM and I'm more than happy to do that. Okay. I hope you're enjoying the episodes and stay tuned for episode nine next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on Interiors Insider. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to the website, interiorsinsider.com.au. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a design colleague. That way we get to help others on their design journey. Thanks again and I'll speak to you next time.